did you did it and I sat here quietly. <laughs> it felt like the start of podcast of your I, I don't know how to say that it felt like when we were first oh. like when you first joined the whatnots and i was still like figuring out my computer and how to stream and all mm -hmm. that stuff and just everything would go wrong every single time <laughs> right that like you uh, opened up skype your sound wasn't working we finally got that working yeah. and we could stream and it was like yeah that's not your stream key and i was like yeah right bitch it is <laughs> uh and and I, I had to like redo the in mm -hmm. entire thing and it took me like five minutes to get firefox to work <laughs> feels bad man um <laughs> melissa yes what's your favorite flavor of ice cream Oof, i don't know i'm a i'm a variety player i like them all you're uh, you're uh what is it the neapolitan or whatever it is. That is a literal flavor. And I guess as the metaphor you're trying to use it as. Yeah. Wait, do I only, can I only pick from the big three? No. You can okay. Pick whatever you want. Telling me like I'm limiting you. No mix-ins, <laughs> no toppings, throw mint out the window. No mint <laughs> for you. I like a mint chocolate chip. A cookie dough can be pretty great. A cookies and cream. Oh, everything i've never met an ice cream that i was like no thank would you, you would you ever eat an ice cream flavor called everything just like how they have everything bagels yes you would yeah so it's it's, it's like trick? is this gonna be like the birdie blood birdie bots every flavor beans and i have to eat like grass it will no i'm i'm not that bad but like like end of the day when like the courts that are whatever are like almost done done you can scrape out the extra okay. stuff but then you just start all piling it into into one yes. big big thing and then maybe you do the the cold stone thing where they like mix it up some more would would you eat that i does that sound app or, or, or would that be too much That'd be appetizing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'd appreciate all of them if you mix them all together. Like, you know, butter pecan and peanut butter cup might just kind of get lost in there. Would I taste the butter anymore? I, is there actually butter and butter pecan? I, I have no reason to believe there isn't. There you go, folks. Journalism. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the captain's log this is episode 61 my name is kyle mm -hmm. springer and i am joined as always by melissa wilkinson yes it's me yeah when was the last time you had ice cream i had ice cream sunday night i had frozen custard one of my friends told me this local stand up in our neighborhood their flavor of the month was salted caramel Ooh. which is a common flavor but she says they did it really well if you can get up there in the next couple days before the month nice. ends, I recommend it. Good so stuff. I went with my mom and she, I treat myself to an ice cream pretty frequently, her much less. So she kind of forgot about how big an ice cream is. And she's like, two large cones, please. And they're like, hell mountains. <laughs> hell mountains we have to eat all of because they're cones. Yeah. You can't put half of the cone away for later. <laughs> it was... I wouldn't I mean, do that much again. No, technically, you, you could if you get a to-go cup and just stick it in the to-go cup and then the cone is like a little hat. 
There's too many people around. It's too crowded. (laughs) They hand you your cones. They're on to the next folks. I'm asking you this because I I had some ice cream right before we we came on uh, to do the podcast. Uh, But yeah, I I had Cold Stone. Uh, But here's the thing. I I didn't like go to Cold Stone or do any of that. I had it delivered. You had it delivered? Yeah. What? And I had it delivered a couple days ago. And to justify getting it delivered, I bought a lot. Okay. So I spent like $30 on ice cream. $30. (laughs) (laughs) And so I I have just like a, it's, it's not even worth it. I was just so hungry, and I wanted ice cream, and it was so good, and I have a big sweet tooth. <laughs> a cotton candy in each hand. And, and, and yeah, right. And and I I, I I just was like, I need to get some ice cream. So I bought, uh, like, a big thing of ice c- c- cream, mm-hmm. uh, which was mint chocolate chip with brownie bits Ooh, in it, like fudge. Choice brownie bits so that that's fantastic and i also bought a milkshake the day that i bought it too it was a cookies and cream milkshake there you go (laughs) that's how i spend my life (laughs) you really live large i ate two corn dogs today oh yeah yeah well they are the frozen ones from trader joe's and they're not that big so if you're gonna cook one you might as well cook two but then you've eaten two I think these are I've, truly made for like a family. And I've not never just really one been a corn alone. dog person. I like both corn and dog. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it has been my long-standing goal for about the last ten years to uh-huh. eat a corn dog in a pool. I haven't done it yet. Is there a specific reason? I don't that know. Has I inspired to. you to be like. Soon you know I shall what? be queen I, of summertime. I aspire to eat a corn dog in a pool. In a pool, yeah. Oh, well, I, well, when I had access to friends' houses that had pools, we didn't have cars yet, so we couldn't go get us a dang corn dog. Frozen corn dogs weren't as readily available like a decade ago. I think the world has fallen yeah. in love with the carnival eat more since then. These are you can get them in your grocer's freezer. Back then, it was trickier. Can we get funnel cakes in the freezer and not just make your own? Like, hey, here's how you... Can can I get, like, a package of funnel cakes? No, it's not going to be worth it. Like, don't even... Like, theoretically, you could, but it's a shadow of what it was. I I agree with you. I'm, I'm not saying we should... Or anything like that. I was, I was just, you, you, you had said that we had fallen in love with this carnival food. Presumably, somebody's got to have one. I don't know where you'd go for it to find a frozen funnel cake. But again, absolutely plausible. I feel like you could find them at Trader Joe's. I've been there. There ain't that many things. They seem fancy enough where they (laughs) would have like mini funnel cake cookies. Or okay. something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Weird stuff. But yeah, I I spent thirty dollars on ice cream just so it could be delivered to me. That's those are the choices I'm making in my life. <laughs> I, I never get anything delivered. I always go get it. I think I had a pizza delivered once 
because I had a gift card and because I was like in the middle of one of my Skype RPG sessions, like okay. I can get a pizza delivered in the middle of the session, but nope, I get in my, I make myself put the work in. I get into the car, I put real clothes on, get into the car, drive the car, beep, beep, go mm. to the place, pick it up, save me the dollars, make myself go out there and be alive. There you go. You're really living life when, when, you, when you go pick up a pizza. I am, yeah. They're always <laughs> nice. So I've I, never been into a Domino's that wasn't. I, I was spoiled. When I uh, moved down to Richmond uh -huh. uh, for college, my apartment building was literally right next door to the Domino's. Ooh. Um, and so I, I, I lived on the 18th floor. Uh, oh and, boy! Yeah. <gasps> um, and I would just order it for pickup, and I would go downstairs and be like, "All right, I'm gonna go get my pizza." I'd walk out in the in like my pajamas and stuff, and just go next door. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so that was fantastic. But then I I just I I I guess I usually stick with Domino's. That's my like go to yeah. delivery. Good crust. The yeah. nice personality. Sure. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like when they first came out with that tracker and you could add the different themes to the tracker. I remember that being a really big deal. Like it's, everybody wanted to order Domino's so that they could watch the tracker because it was brand that's new. That's my kink. I feel like just watching it go. Doop. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Dude. There's like the, the themes, like the romance novel one where it plays like I big sweeping violins. I haven't played the different themes. I've just what? stuck you to the regular one. Regular? Yeah. Wow. Classic. No, next time you get you a pizza delivered. I, or, find I think this also stuff. works for carry out. They have it all the time. Put the tracker on. They should still have these themes in the browser. I don't know if it's in the app, but it's in the browser. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Interesting. You can get everything delivered nowadays. There's cookie delivery places. Delivery, yes. That's that's something I usually do on my birthday nowadays. Is I'll I'll just buy myself a twelve cookies and they'll deliver them to me and I'll get some milk. Oh. <laughs> Food is good. And having food delivered is the best. And if someone wants to sponsor us, yeah. uh, you should hit us up because you, you guys should give us some discounts on all of that stuff. Melissa. Yes. I finished Neon Genesis Evangelion. You did it. The whole thing. This week. Yeah. I, I've been re-watching it since it came out on Netflix. Uh, and I have been listening to like the companion episodes that waypoint oh, yeah. radio has been d -d 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 doing uh and they've been fantastic and i just watched the end of the show and then the end of evangelion excuse me mm -hmm. um the end of evangelion movie uh yes. to to go along with it but oh boy that show is something else. That is, it's, <laughs> it's, it has consistently remained something else for the last 20 years. And that's really <sighs> admirable. Yeah. 
I th this is a a show that I both really love and I'm really frustrated by it's very problematic it is just it's just filled with so much stuff that is confusing and doesn't make sense and isn't handled adeptly at all and mm. it, it, but at the same time there like he's it, there's an earnestness to it yeah uh so i, I if, have have you seen the show i've i watched the I, first I handful of episodes of it in college but okay. i was in college and my brain was already full so okay. i didn't really watch anymore because i knew it it was like homework it was just more homework for me to do okay it's uh, too hard so i'm i'm not gonna go in into it too much but it the kind of backstory is that the creator hideki or hideki ano mm -hmm. um he he was going through a, like terrible de de mm. depression when he made this show and so he's really trying to work all that stuff out in oh. the show and it like it's it's hard to watch at at times because we're like just characters are doing terrible things and it's this weird thing of you don't know if it's this like honest i don't know what's going on how fucked up am i really uh mm -hmm. kind of thing or if he's just like i i remember i read a book on freud once we should explore that and it's just like well that yeah that's Okay, you're referencing that, but you're not doing anything with it of meaning. Like, it's it, like it's it's such a frustrating show. Mm -hmm. uh, but I've I absolutely loved listening to Waypoints podcast because there was a handful of them that all watched it together at uh -huh. the same time, and they did a number of episodes uh, on. They would watch like a handful of episodes and then do a podcast di di dissecting that stuff. And then they'd mm -hmm. go back and watch some more and stuff like that. A uh, couple of them had seen the show before and had seen it multiple times. Mm -hmm. uh, and then a handful of them had never seen the show b before. And so it's this idea of like, if we could just sit here and like rewatch Lost with someone and like point out all all the amazing things in this mm -hmm. and like oh but there's this and did you notice yeah. that it's it's like that um but at the same time the them also be, 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 being like yeah there's some really neat stuff in here but god just you wait <laughs> this oh. is gonna get this is gonna get yeah and you can see their excitement be like man i'm really liking this there's some things that i don't like <laughs> the, the, that was a really strange scene i wonder where they're gonna go with that and then just by the end of the show being like i fucking hated this show ah! it was, this was <laughs> much like lost. i hate yeah <laughs> so it, it it was fun to relive that <laughs> that's a good good special feeling to like see somebody like they're in line for the ride and it's like oh friendo you don't even know what kind of ride it is you, you are in for a ride for sure electronics are gonna jump out at you you don't know what twists that roller coaster takes yeah this is me every time anybody i know watches lost for the first time i like, I, 
I remember oh, when right. when my old roommate got into Lost. He binged the whole thing mm. like a month. Uh, but I he was going through it so fast that I never really got to talk with him. Oh. Like after he got done with season one, you know, I would have loved to be like, all right, so what do you think? What do you like? Who do you think the uh, uh, others are? What is happening? What is the, the sound mm-hmm. in the forest? Did did you notice that it was the same sound as this other thing that happened? Mm-hmm. Did you you know? Um, and I I finally got to do that uh with my ex. When 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 we started DJ hiding, I was like, the one thing I'm gonna make you watch with me is Lost. And she goes, I never saw it. I was like, perfect. <laughs> we can sit here and watch this, and it's gonna be great. Um, and she a- a- ended up really liking the the show, uh, but probably more so for the experience of having someone there who does really like the show and mm-hmm. can point out both the flaws and the like look at this this is really cool look yeah. what they did here this is awesome <laughs> you know so it's 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 so much fun to mm-hmm. do stuff like that this week i have been watching doom patrol you have so, so yeah you, you kept up with uh watching the stuff on dc universe then yeah yeah we watched titans last week on the review show and the doom patroller in one of the episodes and i loved them immediately first time you just see that big old robot face i loved it and i Mm -hmm. said more of these guys and so i've started watching the show i'm like four episodes in okay boy howdy it's gold tier it is get yourself a dc universe for doom patrol exclusively that alone will pay for it the rest of the stuff on there is good too, but oh, Doom Patrol, what a treat. What a good treat. So what what about the Doom Patrol show are you liking so far? Is it a, a, at all different from what was in the Titans or it is. is it kind of the have same? Have you watched it yet? No, I, I have not. Oh, it is a little different than what is in Titans. Okay. Uh, like there's some new characters, some of the characters that are there are just like a couple shades different. Like the Titans really acted like this is a backdoor pilot, and then the thing's like fully formed sure. by the time actual Doom Patrol starts. It's so weird. Like you yep. think it's weird, and then I just got to episode four where it introduces this cult, and then oh, Mark yeah. Shepard shows up playing this wizard question mark and then it's just like all right we're gonna we're gonna throw all of it at you yeah and then reality <laughs> goes out the window right yeah <laughs> yes yes we've already been through a wormhole that is inside a donkey we've been to paraguay we've been in a four-hour puppet show yeah. we've been everywhere it's so bonkers but it's got such heart to it like the character relationships are the best part of the whole thing the relationships yeah. and the backstories which again goes back to lost is one of my like pivotal stories in my life you sure. know like i see this thing when i'm 14 and it's like this is the template for everything else you will love for the rest of your life sure yeah no, so i i remember reading grant morrison's run mm-hmm. on the doom patrol comics that's my only like um thing that i know them from uh-huh. uh and and that that was the thing where it it, it it was like yeah it's really surreal 
comics and storylines yeah. and they do some really strange stuff reality bending i don't know what's real we're fighting a living street and stuff like that but at the, at the end of the day yeah it, it it was kind of about these really really broken characters yes. and them just like trying to i i i guess like reach out and find connections mm-hmm. yes and, and stuff because they they are the freaks like they are characters that are like well they like this is like negative man he doesn't really exist under there uh so how does he even really exist at all what does that mean for him as a person or, or something yeah. like that yeah right uh, so is is that the same kind of thing in the show where like it is these super yeah. broken like what does it mean to be alive yeah what kind of life if I'm am I living now what do I do with it do I stay where I'm safe inside this house do I venture out in the world what if the world doesn't like me like very big questions yeah now there um I don't remember his name he was in the Doom Patrol very briefly in Morrison's. Rowan. I think they got rid of him very qu- quickly. Uh, I don't remember his name at-, at all. He was a character that did, like, whenever people were around him, like, things went wrong. Have, have, have no, you met a character not, like that at all? Not no? in the first four episodes, but okay. I think there's 15 He's... episodes of this. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. He, he if 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 they do have him in the show, he's not going to be a like a main or impo- important character. But I just like it's that kind of stuff where like they had characters like that. Like it's not X Men like characters yeah. where they have a useful power or stuff like that. <laughs> no, like oftentimes they have these like really strange or just unhelpful mm-hmm. like afflictions yeah, almost. Yes, afflictions, exactly. Yeah. Um. Or or just just like the se- the sense of like impending doom that no one cares about them and like the world has Mm -hmm. moved on or like hated them yeah there's this sort of melancholy like gothic feel to the thing and like they're in this old mansion and it's like not always kept up very well and they're just all lying around there slowly decaying whether physically or just mentally and emotionally yeah that's it exactly yeah Mm -hmm. good stuff yeah i like it a lot I also started watching Swamp Thing. That's what I was just about to ask you about if you, if you had started watching that one cuz that season is still going. Yes, too. I think the maybe by now the final episode has released on the app or oh, should, maybe not the final episode. Oh, I forget. We were looking at it and like a lot of episodes were there and there was one that said like 5 days left. And I don't remember if that would have been the last one in the order or not. Yeah, I only watched the first two episodes of that. I just wanted to get a taste of it, and I'm going to finish all of Doom Patrol and then finish off Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing's really interesting. It's such a strong horror show. Yeah. And it has a lot of influences from John Carpenter's The Thing in it. it. Like, So, speaking of Swamp Thing, sorry to interrupt Mm -hmm. you, the uh, last episode came out today. Okay. The day we are recording this, August second, twenty nineteen. Go watch oh. you all of Swamp Thing. I there recommend you go. Yeah. it. 
The practical effects are great. Both of these shows have way better effects than Titans did. Good. I'll tell you that. Good. Um, so funny enough, a friend of mine also happened to be watching Titans, mm-hmm. uh, like right before we started it. And so I was like, Hey, we were covering it on the review show. You should go check it out. And the first thing she asked me is, did you talk about Dick Grayson's chest hair? And I was no. like, uh no like i didn't even notice his like that's not something that like registered for me (laughs) so i i did did you happen to notice dick grayson's chest hair i'm sure it read it it definitely registered with me in some format as all men's chest hair does but i don't i'm not remembering any specific takeaway from it i was mostly looking at his face it's a good face. Yeah, like that's like, <laughs> it's not even a detail that I noticed of like if he did have ch- Chester or if he didn't or if it was a, in a shape or if it was a bat symbol or something. Like I just, it <laughs> it didn't register for me at all. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and watch this now. What's there? What what clues are we missing? Right. So I told you recently that a friend and I are rewatching the Twilight Saga of films. Uh, yeah, you did. <laughs> and you've, you've, you at least know what the actors look like. You have sure. seen Edward Cullen. You've yeah. seen his face, his shiny, smooth, porcelain, marble, sparkly face. Uh-huh. In the first movie, I think maybe the first two, first two movies, they have Robert Pattinson's chest all shaved. He happens to be shirtless in both of these movies. Of course he is. They don't shave his arms, and it's really distracting because I would imagine, like, if you'd go that far, it'd have, like, a perfectly immaculate chest, like, arms are right there, buddy. Like, why not Why not go for, for all of it? And it's so right? clearly just, like, the production team was like, oh, d- oh we didn't think about the arms. Well, he's got to be out there on set in five minutes, so we don't have time for him. Like, it really seems like just such a production Ooh. oversight. So I I know that some there are people out there that do like shave their uh, arms or wax them or or or, or something like that, uh, but I feel like that's not a thing a lot of people think about most of the time. Uh, of course there's exceptions, but like if this is going to be like the teen heartthrob movie, like I feel like that's a weird thing to just. Like, sh- like shave or wax him completely. <laughs> but, but like, I feel like the chest hair is the one that if he had that, it would have been like, he's not a teen heartthrob. That's okay. a man. Here's the thing. <laughs> in the third movie, I don't think he takes his shirt off in the third movie. You can see some it. chest hair coming up out of like the top of his V-neck shirt or whatever. A little boy's like, growing up. he's frozen in dang time he's been like this since 1917 why did they just give up on it now i guess robert pattinson's like don't stop shaving my chest this is annoying when it grows back it's prickly and i don't like it but just like and he's but he's still got that perfect absolute not a speck a grizzle on the man just smooth porcelain china teapot face and so funny. but not for the rest of him like just the disparity of face immaculate there's not a follicle there at all <laughs> rest of the body 
absolute crapshoot. Who knows? So I have a question for you, Melissa. Yes. Uh, and you you made me think of this at just as we were talking about about it. If you were immortal, if, uh-huh. if you have roamed the earth for thousands and thousands of of years, do you think you would stick to more traditional like beauty standards? Like, would you continue to get haircuts, or would you just be like? Fuck it, I'm gonna be some like ethereal immortal being that is just like cousin it from the and it's just like <laughs> this big you like hair monster. <laughs> right? <laughs> but just like I mean <laughs> he, know, is, he, he is otherworldly. He is otherworldly, but not in the <laughs> same sense of like, yes. oh, that's a fairy. Or oh <laughs> that's a that's an elf. <laughs> Look at Legolas. As he as he skimps through the trees, it's 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 not that kind of otherworldly. It's the like otherworldly from hell. (laughs) No, I I don't like to get lazy about this. I I I like to think of myself as having personal standards, and of course, everybody's are different. But like, yeah, I I do shave my arms. I want to be like a beautiful dolphin when I go out there in the world. Sure, I want to be pretty. I I I, I feel I'd like I would go above and beyond. Days. You would. I I I don't think I would just let myself go. I think I would oh. be more into like buying fancy outfits and like like having some like weird top hat and a cane <laughs> and like looking like I'm 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 like from yeah. 1920s England. I I I think that would be a lot of fun. So you just want to dress like you're an immortal, like clearly you are from outside of time and place. Like I'm some Victorian England <laughs> vampire that hasn't moved on. Now, hold on. Now, are we immortals starting like now or have we been immortal? And like you and I together right now are like 1500 years old. Because the idea of you turning immortal now and being like, well... I'm immortal. I might as well also be Victorian here in the year 2019. I I I say now. Like, what if we just get immortality now and then just because that's the thing. Like it it like if it starts now, there is this like period of like self discovery, almost right. We're a good age to be immortal. I feel like, yeah, 28. That's a good age to freeze yourself at. Not that I want to. The idea of living forever truly, truly haunts me. <laughs> It'd be a weird thing. But like at like at some point you just have to not give a fuck, right? Just like uh, I don't care what people think of me. They're all going to die. And I'm just I'm just going to go on living. I like who cares if I'm in some like purple suit and top hat? Right? If, yeah, if, but if there's, I oh, there's something permanently as the Riddler or that guy from the infomercials that had the suit that was like made of <laughs> money back in the 90s. Yes. Like, if yeah. you want help with your taxes, buy JP Wentworth or whatever his now. name was. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I, I feel like I would want to just do stupid stuff <laughs> like that. And just like, I am going to be that guy. Like, you have time in your life to live in every state for a year. 
and you move and you move to here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll say here just to just to make it neat. So you move to Georgia for a year. Who knows if you'll you won't be back in Georgia for like another 50 years, almost 49 years. Let's say year one starts with Virginia, where you are now. So you're not going to come back to Georgia for like decades. No, who's going to remember you? Right. So you might as well live it up while you're in Georgia and you're just going to be the Riddler. Because who cares? You you will see these people for a year, and then decades later, Riddler went down to Georgia. You'll wander back in, looking precisely the same, like an immortal. Kyle, Kyle, have you heard of Judy Zipper? No. Okay, so you know the rumors. It's like not rumors, but like jokes joke conspiracy theories like keanu reeves is an immortal look at this oh, old yeah. painting and there's that's a guy not a looks joke exactly keanu like... is an immortal we all know that he is ethereal he is among our most ethereal men yeah for sure but there's a woman named judy zipper look her up i'm gonna it's google this, her right now it's this woman from the 1950s it's this old black and white like yearbook photo and she looks exactly like Neo- leonardo dicaprio kind of does what do you mean she kind of does it's the same dang face that was her on their the noses are holding up kate winslet their noses are incredibly different well she doesn't have contouring they didn't have it then oh here's another picture know. of more immortals dang right. dang there ain't nobody who looks like me what's what's your favorite conspiracy theory it is Judy Zipper. It is her? I, she's one of my favorite things to tell people about. I don't think I've ever run into anybody who knew about Judy Zipper beforehand. I don't remember where I learned this. This is really funny. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio is actually a housewife from the 50s. Mm-hmm. Zipper. I believe in Judy Zipper. There's whole bunches of them. Look, like there's like some, you know, I don't, I'm oh, yeah. not able to tell ages. There's like an old guy who looks like Nicolas Cage or like, you know, I there's see one here of uh, Eddie Murphy. Oh, I, I want to see old Eddie Murphy. Yep. There's the painting that looks like Keanu Reeves. I need just one of these to be real. Right. Like I more than I need aliens. Maybe not as much as I need ghosts, but more than aliens. I need at least one celebrity just be like, yep, uh, I am an immortal. This is why I'm good at it. I've been alive for 300 years. You put me in this Civil War period piece. I was there. So funny. Dang, that guy does look like Eddie Murphy. Here's a painting that looks like Rupert Grant. No, man, I don't look like anybody. One time, one time I was walking around. Um, I mean, maybe you did, and they just never got their photo taken, right? Oh, oh, that's haunting to me. I look like some lady who didn't live in camera or painting times. Nobody or, or, ever, yeah, or just was like was not, girl. but yeah, was not rich enough to commission some portrait. This is upsetting. One time I was walking around the Loop, which is a uh, local shopping and dining district. Ooh. And a guy stopped me and he says, you look just like that lady. I don't remember her name, 
Like the actress, you look just like her. Anyway, have a nice day. And then he kept on going. So I look like somebody. And I'm like, okay, which which plus size blonde woman are you going to say? Is it Rebel Wilson? Is it Melissa McCarthy? Which fat lady are you about to say next? And he's like, you know, duh, you look like the actress. And he just kept going. I'm like, boom. I, I wonder I? what was going on in his mind as he oh was saying God. that. Like, was he genuinely excited to be like, oh my God, you look like that that person. He was just like in a, you know, sort of friendly passerby way. Like, how's it going? Boy, ain't like, hey, I like that shirt out way. Like, mm -hmm. that, that, that kind of thing. Huh. One time, one time I was walking down the same street and I had a hat that I had gotten out of the back of a, a friend's car. Don't worry about it. And printed on the hat is... It's like a tuxedo t-shirt, right. which makes sense when you print, you know, the shape of a tuxedo on a t-shirt because that also goes on your torso. And so it looks like you're wearing a tuxedo. Right. This was the exact same concept, but on a hat, which <laughs> makes no sense. It was just a picture of a tord of, of a tuxedo sh shirt. It's the exact thing that would be printed on a shirt, but it is printed on the front of a ball cap. Dumb. So I'm wearing this thing. And I'm walking down the street and this guy like sitting outside a cafe or whatever starts like or maybe he was like a a street entertainer or whatever. He whether he was actually drumming or just like tapping on a table, I don't know. But he's singing at me, got a tuxedo on your hat, got a tuxedo on your hat, got a tuxedo on your hat. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, let's see here. I think my favorite conspiracy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I guess the one that's coming to mind that I was talking about to a friend recently is John Teeter. Yes! I love John Teeter! The time traveler. Oh, um, and I only know of this because of anime. Anime? What anime is this? Steins Gate. Of course it is. It's Steins Gate is one of my favorite anime, uh, and it's a time tr travel show, and it is one of, if not the like most well researched time travel show I've ever seen. And I I like time travel stuff, so I like to you know watch all all of that stuff, but. They, yeah, they they use John Teeter. He's kind of one of the characters in Ooh. this, or they 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 adopt that name yeah. in, into their canon, to, how to speak. Um, but the first the first time I watched that show, I didn't know that that was a like referencing a real thing. Yes, and I found out later on, and I was like, holy shit. That's kind of cool. It's such a uh, it's such a great story, and it's one of those things. It's like this is almost certainly like a hoax. This is just somebody who was a speculative fiction writer and was like, "What if I frame this like I'm just writing on this message board as a real time traveler from the future?" Supposedly, multiple investigations have all concluded that that's what it is, according to the John Teeter Wikipedia page. Uh, <laughs> But it's a great story, and I love the it fact is. that he's like, I came back because in the future, it's like there's this old computer that we still rely on. The there's an IBM 5100. 
it was which like is also up, a plot point in in steins gate uh, it's fantastic it's like old old computer that was set up to run the world in like the 50s 60s 70s 80s whenever and it's still working in the future it still runs something very very important but it is failing and it requires a part that nobody makes anymore so they have to send this one guy back to like 1998 on a web forum he's like i need this one computer part yeah it's fantastic i, I just love, I love spooky it. old analog technologies yeah no, you, you should really watch steins gate it then if, cool. if, if you like it because yeah it's all about time travel they do incorporate all of the john teeter stuff mm-hmm. um and they end up there so their their time machine is not like oh we're gonna send this person back in time mm-hmm. or something like that they they end up making their time machine out of a microwave and a cell phone uh-huh and again instead of sending a physical object back in time they can send information back in time so they okay. send like 40 characters of a text like okay back yes. to someone who has a pager or stuff like that yeah. You've either um, told me this before, or this is kind of how Ars Paradoxica also works. <laughs> I I forget where Ars Paradoxica went with with their time travel yeah. stuff, but they they also had some good good stuff in there too. Um, but yeah, even eventually they get to the point where they get enough data. They're they're able to send enough data back that they can send like. I I I would say it's someone's. consciousness but i feel like that's the like the farthest stretch of the show it's more of like they have a specific thought or specific memory that they send back which even still it's like how do you extract that one memory but oh well but it's good it's good Good. it's fantastic show kyle you wrote something on our topics list that just says crime diaries the candidate and i can only guess that this is another television program yeah uh so i I know how much you love crime shows i do love me a good crime show um netflix i i I guess like we talked about on a recent episode of the reactor core uh, which you can find at thewhatnots.com mm-hmm. or just by searching the whatnots wherever you get your podcast. Um, it, it should be up by the time this goes mm-hmm. live. Um, but I, I watch a lot of foreign content on Netflix mm-hmm. too. And so I got a Netflix suggesting t- to me this show called The Candidate. Uh, and it looked pretty neat it was this uh spanish show okay. it was a crime show it looked like some political crime murder mystery thing uh and i finally checked it out uh this past week and i really liked it it's only eight e- episodes long mm-hmm. the, they're usually about 40 minutes ish but the last one is only like 32 it's huh. a super short finale um but as it turns out, this is all based on real events. Real crime! Yeah. Uh, it, and the series is about the assassination of the Mexican presidential candidate, uh, Luis... What's his middle name? Let me just look this up. 
um, for you. Let's see, Netflix, Crime Diaries. Kyle, this uh, is the second time recently you have been trying to remember a man named Luis, and you can't totally do it. Do you remember in our episode on Quantum and Woody, you're like, who's that one Hispanic character actor? Luis Guzman. Luis Guzman. Which one? Who? Which Luis? Um, okay, let's see. Let me open up this guy here. Where is the Wikipedia page? Wikipedia. Wikipedia, do your thing. Wikipedia, do your thing. Uh, yeah, so it is a Spanish-language crime web television miniseries. <laughs> Must have... What does that even mean? I don't know what that means. I'm Maybe it aired in Mexico somewhere else first. Uh, but let's see. This follows mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. The plot is inspired by real-life events with real-life footage intercutting oh. with the drama. Uh, and re resolves around the assassination of the Tijuana of the assassination in Tijuana of presidential candidate uh, Luis Donaldo Colosio from mm -hmm. Mexico's ruling PRI party in 1994. Mm -hmm. uh, the ser series follows a pair of detectives and Luis's dying widow, Diana Lara, as they investigate and unravel the truth yeah it's just it's short eight episodes um it's it's a fascinating story i i didn't know anything about this or mm -hmm. that it you know that this even happened in history um because our school system doesn't teach us cool things like this <laughs> like um, a murder yeah tell me all about the murders in 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 history that that would be fascinating like a a history class taught through murder that would be amazing you could do it um or yeah like a whole bunch of famous murders that would be awesome um but yeah so they they as as it said here in the little wikipedia description they like inner they like stitch in the like actual news footage of all the stuff happening like with the dramatization mm -hmm. um, of of this whole thing, and that's it, it's really neat to see. Ooh, um, yeah. Um, and it, it's it's not a documentary. It is not uh -huh. a dramat dramatization in in the sense that ooh, this is kind of cheesy. They're you know, it's you not know. unsolved mysteries, right? Right. It's it's not that at all. They actually. Mm -hmm took this as a, t a tv show and made it that and they it's it's acted really well um and it's yeah it's it's fantastic i highly recommend it okay uh what interesting I did not know though is that uh -huh. apparently i think crime diaries uh is comes with more crimes <laughs> well as the name would ply in imply uh if there's more than one diary, mm. uh, yeah, that there there's another show. I, I I got done watching this one, and of course, it immediately recommended me like Crime Diaries Night Out. 
Night uh, out. I, 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 yeah, and I was like, what is that? Uh, and apparently it's the same t- type of thing where they're taking a crime this like murder mystery thing that happened in real life and they've mm-hmm. turned it into an eight episode tv show and i'm again wondering if they like interstitch in the like real life footage of the like news coverage and stuff like that that would mm-hmm. be fascinating if if they can like keep making these but it's yeah it, it seems like an anthology series uh, mm-hmm. which is neat what are your thoughts on anthology series as a general structure yeah. and format yeah uh i like them fine i don't know if i've really seen that many of them a twilight zone is great i think i've seen a small amount of amazing stories have you seen any of the like black mirror stuff i have not seen a black mirror black mirror is definitely good too um this is in an interesting one because it's not just a one episode thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, here's eight episodes all dedicated to this one story. Mm-hmm. We're gonna make it as if it's it's a just like a one season TV show. Okay, like American Horror Story. Yeah, yeah, more like that. Um. But I've noticed that if if this continues and they keep doing that, Netflix, yeah, has crime diaries. They have uh, the Black Mirror stuff as they've started to branch out and do mm. more stuff. Like they had that interactive one on yeah. Netflix, the Bandersnatch mm-hmm. one. Um, and then Hulu has one called Into the Dark. I don't know if it's like mini series of like a tv show stuff or if it's like feature length movies but it seems to be like horror focused of like hey here's this horror movie under the umbrella of into the dark but each one is it's like a new story oh yes yes i remember these commercials yeah yeah there's one that's like a tree house and yeah a couple different setups yes yeah uh, yeah. This is coming back to me now. And so I, I don't know if that's an episodic thing or if yeah. it, if those are movies. I'm not a big horror nerd, so I was, I was like, I, I, I don't care about those ones. But uh, I think that stuff is starting to catch on, maybe. That yeah. you can have a brand and then like use that to give different creators the spotlight to to do something mm-hmm. else right yeah like it's a different not just a different like director or writer every episode like completely different cast each episode yeah. it is a way to pat how many people can we get in here at once sure there's too many heart people they yeah. all need a job let's make an anthology instead of a, a more traditional narrative program exactly I, I I hope that stuff continues to take off. Yeah, I don't, they're neat to hear about. I there's one anthology series I really dig. I couldn't think of it at first because it's not a TV show; it's a podcast. Oh, it's yeah. an audio drama podcast called Uncanny County. Okay, it's yep. really like it's like a Twilight Zone, but instead of like this is a cautionary tale, the real monster was man. It's more just sort of interesting kind of whimsical like sci-fi fantasy stories huh yeah good stuff good stuff uh 
so I, uh, you just asked me that about something I had written down here. You tried to explain Marvel's Phase 4 to your mom. How did that go? I see that written down here. And I have to be honest, I did the same thing. My <gasps> oh. parents, because I had gotten them into all of the mm -hmm. Marvel films and I made them watch them all in order. Um, and so, yeah, I was like, oh, they just announced all of, the, all of this stuff. Here's, here's what's happening this. Here's what's ha happening with that. How did it go with, with your conversation? Okay. okay. <laughs> so I know my mom doesn't really care, sure. but doesn't not care. The thing about my mom is that she will watch whatever you put on, honey. Like, she okay. has... I do not know her favorite TV show. I don't know if there's ever been a TV show she has followed, if there's ever been a movie where she's like, I want to go out and see that. Her favorite movie is It's a Wonderful Life, which is standard for most moms, you know? Like I don't I don't know her I taste. It's a good movie. It is, but like it's 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 like saying my favorite food is pizza. <laughs> I Look, my favorite okay. color is red. Ain't nothing wrong with having your favorite <laughs> exactly. food there's be pizza. There's nothing wrong with it, but there's nothing illustrative about it. It's not like, now I've really learned about you. You know? I am offended. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite food is pizza. Lots <laughs> of people's favorite food is pizza. That's the point. It's shaped like the food pyramid for a reason, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, I can't pinpoint her tastes if she has them. She just will watch what you put in front of her quietly and politely. Okay. So she has seen, I think, most, if not all of the MCU movies at some point, because my dad likes them. Like, okay. my dad's, like, a definite movie guy. Like, I know things he loves. I know genres and actors he loves. And my mom is just also in the room watching, too. So who knows? No, she does like Ant-Man. We brought up Ant-Man once and she said, who does I like, like Paul Rudd. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, I like Ant-Man. He's cute. And like when we went to see Toy Story 4, the, there was a trailer for that Dora the Explorer movie with Michael Pena. Uh -huh. And she's sitting there in the theater oh, and just the says, guy from Ant-Man. Yeah, she's like, I like him. He is good. I like she him does, too. He does like things. Yes. <laughs> So Marvel has He's been a good among boy. <laughs> yes, yes. Marvel has been among the things she has liked in the past. Okay. So while mom and I are driving to go get ice cream, uh, we've got a couple minutes to kill in the car, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna tell mom about all these new movies because I'm super excited about them. And I've been been telling her recently, we don't know what's happening next. They're gonna tell us soon. Yeah. Mom, it's almost Comic Con. Well, what's a Comic Con, dear? Where Where's that? Who? <laughs> along those lines it's like this is this is the phase so i went through the whole roster starting with black widow i'm like oh there's gonna be a black widow movie next may that's the next one coming out we have to wait until may to get a new marvel movie and she says who is this is this a new african-american heroine and i realized oh they never call natasha black widow within the actual films if you're just if you're just a mom, you don't know. You only know her as Natasha. I'm wondering if they call her widow at some point. I 
presumably uh, once do, or twice. Do or they like, on Winter Soldier at the start when they're invading the boat? Does he uh, use a yeah. code name with It might have come up then. It might have come up when she first showed up in Iron Man 2. I think it has huh. been used, but it is not used enough that just my mom has picked up. Right, sure. That's this lady's name. So I had to explain that. No, it's the redheaded lady. You've seen her before. Now she gets her own movie. Natasha Romanoff. Hawkeye she knew. And I'm like, I guess they don't call Hawkeye Hawkeye that much either. And she's like, no, but I get it. He's, I see how he's, he is a Hawkeye. I see how he's kind of like a bird. I'm like a bird, <laughs> I only fly away. <laughs> as, as he is known to do, I guess. <laughs> and, oh, Oh, I was trying to explain Eternals to her, which is an abstract thing to explain to another person that actually knows what's going on. Sure. Worse to my mom. And I'm like, they're they're And she's also like very Catholic. So I'm trying to explain. They're like gods, mom. <laughs> in a way that like. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to see that movie then. Palatable to her. And I'm like, you've seen Guardians Volume 2. You remember Ego. The Living Planet, how he's kind of this big celestial. Godlike. Yes, being. yes. Yeah. This, and she's like, oh, that man. Well, he, he was a man in the movie, not really a man. I guess that's what you're talking about. I didn't like him. And I'm like, that's, that's okay. <laughs> the, the Eternals, I think, are nicer than Ego. Don't worry, Mom. <laughs> so that's great. So she does not approve of Ego. But then I get to Loki, and she's does like... Hold on a sec. Does yeah. she? It, it, I, I, I guess I feel like I already know the answer to this, but is she not a fan of Kurt Russell? Oh like, no, she as loves act- Kurt Russell. Because I, 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 I was gonna say like, yeah, I, if, I think if I asked my mom, children. Oh sure. Like I, I think if I asked oh, yeah, my mom to like it, it, it would be, it would be more thing of like, oh, I love. Kurt Russell I thought he did great in the movie but she wouldn't really comment on like the character that he played no mom remembered that he killed all those children and she's evidently still mad how does she feel about Darth Vader oh I don't know <laughs> I've never asked a- a- Anakin Skywalker does, does she, she like knows. little Annie I don't know if she knows that has happened I don't know if she she has not seen any of the new Star Wars movies, didn't I? I must have told you this one time that I was telling her about the Oscars ceremony that I was watching a couple years ago. Okay. I went over to a friend's Oscars party and she was asking me, oh, did you have a nice time? Did you like the show? I'm like, yeah, I had a pretty good time. I got to see a lot of actors I recognize present awards. Like I saw this person and this person and Oscar Isaac. And she stops me and she says, what's an Oscar Isaac? Is that you have a mentioned robot? that. Yes. Is that a robot? <laughs> the Oscar. That... Isaac. The, the, the statue they turned into some sort of cyborg man and named Isaac. So that actually kind of reminds me it's yes. of something that happens a lot on the Rooster Teeth podcast. Uh, Gavin Free, uh-huh. uh, who you may have seen as one of the slow-mo guys on YouTube. Yes, um, yes. He will often just say something that sounds really dumb. <laughs> and just like, why would you even like think of that? Uh, and that not not in an offensive way, but more of just a dumb way. Like, you get there? 
yeah like how did you get there and and mm-hmm. they've gotten to the point where they've stopped him when yes. ever he yes. will say something like that and they will try to make it a g- game of like uh, uh, okay he just said this let's figure out how we get from here to that <laughs> and they end like they always end up getting there and it always ends up being a lot smarter than it than it thinks i'm like oh you're actually right like okay. this is not that bad it's legitimate metaphor so here's what i think of when your mom s- says oscar <laughs> isaac is that a robot <laughs> Isaac Asimov is exactly. a prolific yeah. sci-fi writer, yeah. and and yeah. So I like I would think of oh the Oscars something she already kind of knows. They deal they with like movies like and g- genres and science fiction stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah. So if you name this one Isaac, maybe that's a reference to yes. Isaac Asimov and him being a robot, and it's just this big like sci-fi easter egg thing it makes sense yes but this is to illustrate the point she's seen none of the new star wars i don't think she saw all the prequels i have no idea what her thoughts are every once in a while we'll like pop quiz her because we know she has like who is goku (laughs) she's like really spotty knowledge and we're just curious like what have you picked up and we asked her once what is the thing's name and she said I think it's Ben. We're like, where you go, Mom? What's his last name? <laughs> I don't know. Can you tell me? <laughs> it's Grim. <laughs> we know, but Mom doesn't know. This is the point. <laughs> but she knew his first name, and we were very proud of her. Anyway, so she does not does not approve of Ego the Living Planet, a bad guy in Mom's books. Then I get to the Loki series, and she's like, oh, Loki. He really misses the boat on it sometimes. He's not always right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she's, she's so gentle and forgiving about Loki. Presumably because he has not murdered countless children. Debatable. Very debatable. <laughs> but like, no, like, some, some t- sometimes the best re- reviews... <laughs> or like takes on on stuff yeah. is f- from that kind of perspective mm-hmm. where it, it's like someone who doesn't know anything about this stuff yeah. and just like yeah man that loki he isn't always right <laughs> <laughs> loki not always right says local local retired mom right there uh there's a bunch of like Twitter accounts out there. There's like film critic Hulk that I <laughs> love. It's a fantastic account. Uh, or there's like girlfriend r- r- reviews on mm-hmm. YouTube where it's video game reviews from the perspective of the girlfriend in the same room as her boyfriend plays the game. Like it's just not like not actually playing it or paying attention to it, but like. Man, this game sure made him mad. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So I I, like some of that stuff is just it's fantastic. It's so good. Mm -hmm. Wholesome content. Yes, yes, wholesome content. My mom reacting to Marvel 
phase four. And yeah. she's supposed to just like, ah, okay. Uh, yeah, no, I remember that. I rem who's Wanda. Oh, okay. Wanda. Yes. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a lot of that. Yeah. I'm going to so, try like, it on my dad and see what he says. Cause he will have legitimate interest in things. I'll bet. If, if I can get my mom to sit down and watch things and she knows it's something that I really like, mm -hmm. um, it's sometimes she will latch on onto, onto it. Um, like like she did with the Marvel stuff, mm -hmm. uh, but she she's similar to your mom in the sense that she just likes to hang out with the family and do yeah, stuff with the yeah. family. She doesn't really care what we watch all that mm -hmm. much. Like she's not going to be the one like, oh, we should watch all of the Twilight films or something like that. My mom would never. Um, <laughs> not for moms. No, but uh, like like yeah, if I suggest, oh, we should sit down and watch all of the Marvel Netflix shows, or we should sit down and watch all of the, uh, the all the seasons of The Wire, or or something. They'll be like, all right, cool, sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but I there's certain things like I've tried to get her to watch Full Metal Alchemist with me. Um, cause I, again, it was one of those things of like, let's hang out, let's do something yes. together. What, what is this, a show that you really like that you can sh show me or something? Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I was like, I'm, I'm going to show you an animated show to teach you that not all cartoons oh, are Tom right. and Jerry. Oh, I, I, right. I yeah. think you and I talked about yes. this a long time ago on the <laughs> captain's log. Your ideas of like video games and cartoons are frozen in like 1994 or earlier. Yeah. Or they were like in the sixties. Um, and so I was like, here's a cartoon that is very well known for having incredible story, great mm -hmm. characters, great action, like just like it has it all. There is something for everyone here. And she just didn't pay attention, didn't care, didn't was like getting up and on the phone texting and just oh. like all right, well if, if you're not going to sit here and pay attention, like I'm <laughs> I'm going to go off and do something else. She goes, "No, I was paying attention. They they're Brothers. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go, Mom. Great job, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, all right, no. Let's do something else. <laughs> yeah, I my mom does not have the narrative brain that like you and I have. I don't know. That's like just not a way she processes things sure. seemingly. So she'll sit down and like watch anything I want to watch, but it's, she's not like engaged with it, but uh, my dad will engage with things. He just never wants to watch the same stuff as me. It's recently he has been compromising on a movie we okay. might both enjoy, which is a tremendous, tremendous benefit. Sure. If, if you can find something you both like, that's good. Most of the time it's, he's like, well, I had planned to watch this movie. I see you have come over to the house. I'm going to go ahead and still watch the movie. Uh, hello, daughter. Welcome to the house. You can sit here on the couch next to me. I'm not changing it. No, I I planned this Western into my night. It's Western night. Yeah, I'm watching Pale Rider again for the 50th <laughs> time. And you're going to like it. 
But this, no, I went over and did laundry this week. He let me know the movie I'm watching now is over in 40 minutes. And then he's going through the DVR and he picks out a movie and he says, I think you'd like this. Have you ever seen this? Let me show you the trailer. Do you want to watch it? Which is like the magic words. This is all I ever need out of my father. Do you, what do you want to watch? There you go. That's all it takes. I, I, I can get along more with what my dad likes to watch sometimes. Mm -hmm. My dad is a big Western fan, which I don't mind. Uh, I, it's I just not a favorite. Wyoming if you're not a big Western fan. Right. Um, but he's, he, he also likes action films, but specifically action films with a very like 80s sensibility, but not in the sense of the way things look more in the like macho man. Like oh. there's no story here. There's no plot. This is just big, tough guy with muscles shoots people that are labeled as bad guys. Yes. Yes. And that, and so he loves the expendables. <laughs> he he loves shit like that and i am i'm just like dad this is awful this is cardboard no dad this yes. is there's no plot here there's no characters uh, I, I don't even think they have lines with each other they all just do one-liners has anyone said more than three sentences at a time you're right so but but then then he'll like something like the 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 the, the, the like the wire and I'm like, mm -hmm. that is a fantastic show. Yeah, that, that show is amazing. We can sit down and watch that all day, and I will watch that w with you. Um, or or yeah, or they like my, my mom also likes the Marvel films. My dad also likes the M Marvel films. They they will each like different ones or different aspects yeah. or things about things about them. Yeah, I, um, people talk about how. Marvel has kind of given the world like superhero fatigue and it's kind of like warped the way cinema should go. Cinema has been changed thanks to Marvel, but it has given I don't think it has. It has given so many families a common ground because there's 22 sure. dang movies and I think like real cinema buffs are like they're all the same, but like to the average person, they're all different enough that everybody's going to like a different one. Yeah. And like maybe uh, your mom really liked Doctor Strange because she likes medical dramas. And he's a surgeon at the beginning, and that's what hooked her. And she stayed for the magic things. And maybe yeah. you don't, but like you can explain, oh, that thing's actually connected to Guardians of the Galaxy. Let me show you. Like everybody yeah. can agree on one Marvel movie. Sure. And at 10 years ago... Our households did not have this, and it is such an asset. I I I think so. I I I said I I don't think the MCU has changed the way cinema is going as much as people think it has. Mm -hmm. I think people tried to do the the shared cinematic universe, and everyone failed at it. Most of them didn't even get off the ground like they didn't even make one of the films in 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 all of that stuff um and so i think people have stopped trying to do that and they've just let marvel do their own thing yeah um and i i i i think yes there is a formula to mm -hmm. these marvel 
films, and I think there there is a little bit of fatigue. I think people. I I was I remember listening to p- people like right before Endgame came out, and they were like, "Yes, I am stoked for this film. I'm I'm all mm-hmm. in. I'm super excited." But I know this is also the end of the saga. Mm-hmm. After this, I'm done with them. I don't care if they make more. I I need to get out. I um, I can understand that. Yeah. But I think what's going to happen is we will. What I th- was hoping they were going to do more of in Phase Three, uh, I think we're going to start to see more of in Phase Four and Five is where they start to really, really go down the rabbit hole in terms of genres of like this is gonna be a horror film this is gonna be a kung fu film this is gonna be a spy thriller film Mm -hmm. this like it's not gonna be like oh here's a superhero movie it's gonna be like no this is a horror film i cannot wait for us to have our first superhero musical yeah. Dr. Horrible sing-along blog notwithstanding. I, that I is mean, a if, blog. If you count it's the TV shows, we've already had that. If it, They they did that on the Flash and Supergirl. Oh, they did musical episodes. Okay. Because Grant Gustin was an actor on Glee. This... And so I, I think so was uh, Melissa Benoit or Benoist. I don't know how to say her name. Uh, I don't um, keep up on every other Melissa. But so so they they had a crossover a- episode where uh the bad guy like sucked them into an alternate dimension where everything was done in in in, in, in musicals and so yeah it was just in episode long like here's a musical <laughs> but I don't just want a musical episode of a superhero TV show I want a major in the theaters, superhero movie, semicolon, also a musical. It doesn't have to be Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, right. <laughs> but it has to be something for me. Please. Just if, West Side if, Story, but they're mutants also. I, sure. So if, if, if we did get that, would that be the thing that you want? Or what, what would your character of choice be? Oh, well, of course it's Dazzler. Okay, yeah, sure. Like a disco-style m- m- musical? Yes. I want my Dazzler musical in 2031. <laughs> okay, Disco okay. will be back. Okay. She can uh, team up with Starfire in, in the Titans, and they can be disco queens together. <laughs> this is my chosen genre. I would like one I picked musical. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I, I wouldn't put it past them at some point, mm-hmm. or having it be not even necessarily a musical, but like the like the Queen biopic, right? Where it is, yes. it, it is more of a biopic style film, mm-hmm. but for Dazzler, right? Of how how she builds this career, working nightclubs and singing, or Black Canary as she's in oh, a band. Yeah and stuff like that or if they get more into spider goen uh she is also the drummer in oh. a band called the mary janes <laughs> um so yeah like they could actually do stuff like that that would be neat i would like to see them experiment with that stuff but i i, I guess my point being is once they do start to dip their toes more into mm-hmm. the g- genre stuff i think that will 
we will start to see less of a fatigue because yeah. it has it's not so strict on one formula they've started to be like i i like i wouldn't put it past marvel making a western <gasps> because marvel yeah. did used to make western c- c- comics oh, I like before that. they did superhero stuff right dang i ghost rider that's where he can go yeah, yeah. He, he, I I feel like he would be more like Sons of Anarchy style. Am I thinking stuff. of Jonah Hex? I'm thinking of there Jonah. There was Hex. a Jonah Hex but movie. You, if you really tried, you could make that for Ghost Rider. Just him, but he's on a horse. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, J- Jonah Hex also appears in the DC CW shows. He's in Legends oh. of Tomorrow. Oh yes. Okay. I was yeah. sitting here thinking, when was the last time anybody talked about Jonah Hex? Yeah, I mean, there was a Jonah Hex film. Was that too. also Josh an... Brolin? Was I, it? It might have been. I think so. Uh, totally Skeleton Bones in the ch- ch- chat says 1872. Um, ah, yes. Yeah, or there's the like Marvel 19, the, the Neil Gaiman one where it's the Marvel like 1906 or 1902 or something like that yeah like i would love to see them go more into the genre stuff kyle i have uh we're getting close to the end here and i have a final talking point to take us out on what do you got for me there is a another missouri treasure i realize i've neglected to tell you about and i think it's important you know this i think it's important everybody knows this okay There is a restaurant called Lambert's Cafe, and I've only been here once because it is like three or four hours away. It is in another part of Missouri. Like, it's not remotely close to St. Louis. So once ever, I have been through this area and have gotten to go to this restaurant, which I think is why I haven't thought about it till now. It is a big family kind of country dining establishment, the place where they have like you know, pictures of cowboys and like old license plates and like gas sure. lamps and yeah. stuff up on the walls. And like everybody probably calls you sugar. You know, <laughs> there's a, a big front porch out in front of the restaurant and a rocking chair. Kind of, you know, kind of like, like that. a cracker barrel. Yeah. But just sort maybe of like less a, touristy. Yes. Just sort of like a, a quirky kind of like uh, antique smally cracker barrel something akin to that i suppose yes they have these big rolls these big bread rolls as many restaurants do you know they get a basket of rolls out on the table when you go to lambert's they throw them at you Uh, somebody comes out somebody comes out with a big cart and they say okay who wants a roll and you raise your hand and they pick the roll up in a yes. mess and they throw it at you. It's like a free t-shirt at a basketball game. Yes. It is over here, over here. It's I good want and like fresh <laughs> and soft and hot, but not like so hot it hurts to just like grab it or if it accidentally like hits you in the face or something. That's it's, funny. It's magic. I was only there the one time, but I remember being so good. And if I'm ever in Sykeston again, which who knows, I very well maybe. I don't think it's that far from Springfield, Ozarks. I could go down there. Who says I can't? 
Yeah, I could easily find myself here again. And boy, dream howdy, big, I Melissa. You. Dream I big. I want to dream big. Also, I googled, <laughs> I googled this place to like make sure I was remembering it the way I think I'm remembering because I don't mm-hmm. think I've been here in like twelve years at least. One of these photos on the Google image page is captioned "Granddaughter's Salad," and it's just a picture of just like an alarmed-looking like teenage girl sitting next to a big salad. Why? <laughs> I, it's from a TripAdvisor page. Like, I guess, let's see. Somebody probably wrote about, well, I went to the restaurant, and this is this is the experience I had, and this is what we ordered. We got a big old salad. My granddaughter got a salad. Please see attached image. Granddaughter's salad. <laughs> Just got so, done with the float trip weekend and decided to stop here and eat. This place is great. They're all friendly, and the food was really good, and you got plenty. I know we will be going back every chance we get. Too bad it's five hours from home. Could be a good thing, though, if watching wait. I highly recommend going here if you get a chance. The wait was worth it. Oh, there's not even an explanation. And then it's just a photo attached labeled Granddaughter's Salad. And it's this so teenage girl who's just like, ah, ah. Really startling. Grandma, come on. Comfortable, does not want to be in the photo, sitting behind what is a giant salad in a bread bowl that's like the size of her entire head. So that reminds me of a restaurant called the Mucky Duck out in (gasps) Florida. Uh, Uh There's a lot of restaurants uh, similar to this that do some kind of gimmicky. Yeah, right. Like out in Seattle, there's dicks. And uh, as the name implies, uh, they are all dicks to you at the restaurant and stuff like that. Bring it on. Um, But the mucky duck would do a bunch of little small things like that. They had uh, like the deli style ketchup bottles for their condiments that um you would that that you see at like subway or stuff like that right uh and they would have a prank one that had a like a red string inside it Uh instead of ketchup but it looked like ketchup at the top there so when they squeezed it it was this big long string that came out and they would accidentally squeeze it on you so you would get hit with this stuff right classic uh or if you asked for coffee they would come out with the saucer and the coffee cup and the like the 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 spoon to stir, stir stuff but what you wouldn't know is they would Thread the spoon within the handle of the coffee cup. So if they acted like they tripped and spilled it, they they could hold the saucer in one hand and the spoon in the other, and the coffee cup would fall and would catch on the like thick end of the spoon there, but Mm -hmm. the cup would be empty. They they would act like you know, like they just. Tripped and were I don't know if I want to watch to forced s- slapstick every day. It's a lot of stuff like that. They would do it every so often. Like you wouldn't always get hit with that, but <laughs> they did stuff like that. Or when you got there and they asked you, "All right, how many?" and you're like, "Ah, oh, there's going to be four of us." And they'd ask, "Would you like to sit by a window?" Uh, and you'd be like, oh, "Yeah, sure," because the the restaurant would be like right on the beach. So, you know, ah, you know yes. I, can, I can sit by the window. I can see the beach. It'll be 
great, great. It's going to be fantastic. They're like, all right, cool. And they will take you and they will sit you in the middle of the restaurant and they will wheel out a portable window for you and just set it next to, to, to you. Shame <laughs> They just had a whole bunch of stuff this is, like that. If I, This does sound nice, but also I could go to my dad's and get the same caliber of jokes and right? food. It's all dad yeah. jokes. <laughs> It's all dad jokes, and it's fantastic. My dad's a really so. good cook. Why don't just go home? <laughs> good stuff. Uh, well, that about wraps us up yeah. for this week. A little bit of housekeeping before you all get out of here, though. Last week on the Captain's Log, we talked all about the Marvel Phase 4 announcements in detail. If you guys want to go check that out, uh, you guys absolutely should. Uh, one of our other podcasts, The Review Show, uh, we just did an e- episode on Season 1 of Titans uh, on the DC Universe a- app, uh, and that was Episode 68. So this week is Episode 69. Giggity yes. giggity. Uh, and we are covering a comic book c- called Sex Criminals. Uh-huh. Uh, we are reading volumes one and two of that, so you guys should absolutely read along and come check that out. Um, that should be out uh, very soon here. We're, we're recording it this Sunday, and it'll be out this next week. Uh, we also just recorded another episode of The Reactor Core. Yeah, this one was fun. Yeah, all about the Netflix show Money Heist, which is a Spanish, uh, I would say Netflix original show, but it's not ne- necessarily original. They bought the rights and then re- mm. re-edited it. Uh, but it is a fantastic crime show. It is a heist uh, show and I absolutely love it. But Melissa, you had not seen it. Oh, I got not to, a second of the thing. I got to talk your face off yep. for two hours almost uh, and explain why it is so fantastic. Uh, so you guys should go ch- check out all of that stuff. We are at thewhatnots.com is where you can find all of that stuff or you can just search The Whatnots uh, wherever you find your podcast and all of our shows will pop up there. And if you like what we do, patreon.com slash the whatnots uh, is where you can support us uh, at the $1 tier. You get episodes er- er- early. Uh, you get access to the live streams of mm-hmm. the review show. Uh, and at the $3 tier, uh, you get all of our exclusive content. And we have one of those c- coming up real soon here. I think we're going to be recording it this this next week. Yeah. Uh, do, do, do you want to yeah. tell them a oh, bit, I bit about can. that stuff? Sure. Yes. Go ahead. We are going to be reading the Superman comic for the man who has everything. And what is this is like an annual number. Superman annual 11. Thank you. You're the numbers guy. This is written by Alan Moore, illustrated by Dave Gibbons. Correct. This is the team from Watchmen, and they are doing a story where it's Superman's birthday, and so Batman, Wonder Woman, bunch of the Justice League come over to give him something, and they're all being trapped by which villain is this again? Mongol. Mon- Mon- what does Mongol even do? He's. I guess I'm gonna find out. I haven't read yeah. this yet. I'm very excited to because this is a title I've been hearing for as long as I've been trying to get into comics. So it must, it is prestigious. I'm very intrigued to find out what it is. 
And there is a corresponding episode of Justice League Unlimited, episode two, that it adapts the story. So you're going to be reading the comic and watching that episode. Compare and contrast. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun. Uh, so again, that's all at patreon.com slash the whatnots. And we also want to give a big shout out to all of our patron supporters at the $5 tier. Thank you to Sam and Christine for making Thank all you. of this possible. You guys are fantastic. Uh, anything else? Go like, share, subscribe. That's it. Episode 61. We are done. Melissa, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. I am at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram, and we are at The Whatnots on Twitter if you want to keep up with us there. We will see you guys next week. Adios, guys. Bye.